what's motivating me to say yes or motivating me to say no? And there can be healthy and unhealthy reasons to say yes or no to opportunities, fear of failure, um, feeling inadequate, those emotions I need to pay attention to. And, um, and to do some honest reflection and to say, is this a barrier that God is helping to come up so that I can then with his help move forward? A yes set in freedom is so much better than a yes set in fear. Hey guys, my name is Melissa Moore and I'm the podcast host for Faith, Hope, Love, where we grow together in our faith, increase in hope, and learn how to better love God and love other people. On today's episode, we are in the middle of our Momentum series. We just wrapped up our moving forward portion of the series and now we are learning to help others to move forward. And so as we are in this series, we've talked about this idea that as we, um, in Hebrews 12 verses one through three, that we are able to lay down our burdens, lay down the sin that entangles, and then now uh, move forward with endurance, running forwards toward Jesus. And now in this first episode, we are gonna talk with Christine Wagoner, and she's gonna share with us what it looks like to kind of take that leap in saying yes, to be able to help others to begin running their race well. So um, again, Christine Wagoner is the author of Finding Your Yes, and it is just a phenomenal book. I read it literally in one afternoon, cover to cover, and I'm just so excited to share Christine with you. So Christine, thanks for joining me on the show today. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you. I love it. I, sweets are my love language too. I feel like there's the normal five, but I think dessert should be added on as a sixth one. Um, I love it. Um, so I just, I loved how with your book, again, reading it in one sitting straight through, I love how you're able to use storytelling, whether it's biblical narrative, you know, biblical stories or um, just modern day people and how they have said yes to the call of God. And, you know, kind of, again, taking that leap from moving forward and living in a, you know, a stable relationship with Jesus to then making that leap into leadership. And, and it's, that's a hard thing to do. And so um, I think you just really did that so well in the book. 
and I wanted to kind of see, you know, your perspective on, you know, why you felt called to write this book. Oh, yes. Great question. Great question. Well, I initially said no. So <laughs> as, as the premises in my book, there's a lot of really important things that God invited me into that I initially was hesitant with or, or said no to. And then as I was open to God and open to the journey that he had for me, um, some of those no's turned into yeses that were pretty significant. And this book is one of them. Um, so it, it really starts back, I think, when I was in college and I made an adult decision to surrender my life to Christ and uh, through the ministry of InterVarsity and um, had a huge impact. Obviously, that was a very significant yes. And in that, I was mentored and discipled uh, right away. And um, as I look back on my life, I think there hasn't been a moment where I haven't had access to a mentor or a spiritual director or an older spiritual friend and um, and a woman who has been doing that for me. I've had lots of men as well that have done that. But as I think about um, some of these women that were so significant in the investment they made for me, I think that's probably why I'm so passionate about investing in other people and wanting also for them to walk closely with Christ and uh, to use their gifts for the kingdom, because that was done for me starting in college and then all the way through my 20s and 30s. And now um, I'm on the latter half of my 40s and and still have people like that that are cheering on um, the yeses that I'm contemplating or doing or or holding. And, um, and so as I thought about that and the significance in my own life, um, I wondered if there might be some encouragement that this world needs, and especially in this season that we're in where there's just a lot of hurt and a lot of brokenness um, coming out of a pandemic and um, all of the issues that the pandemic rose in our culture um, with race and politics and um hatred, division, I mean, you name all of the things, right? And I I believe it's going to take everybody's yeses to be able to help heal this world. I think um, God has called us and the parable of the talents really spoke to me when I was teaching this at our women's ministry at uh, the church that I attend. And um, they asked me to teach on the parable of the talents. And it's just so familiar that it can be easy at least for me to skim over. And what I love about scripture is that if you really are earnest to seek it out with the spirit and and to hold it and to ask for a fresh perspective, he will give it to you. I mean, it is so rich and deep that um, I feel like at different seasons of our life, there's more that he wants to give us. And in this season, when I was teaching this several years ago, it really struck me um, the importance of investing our our talent, and that it wasn't just a suggestion. Um, This was a very important teaching towards the end of Jesus's um, time with the disciples that he wanted them to know, if you don't take anything else away, I want you to, I mean, it, it wasn't, maybe he didn't say it that way, but I heard it of like, wow, this is a very important last bit of wisdom that he wants to give his disciples of saying, um, you know, take heed to use the things that you are given and be good stewards because I'm leaving you and the Holy Spirit is going to be entrusted to you. And I want you to take this church and expand it. Like we are plan A. There is no plan B, 
right? And um, and so for us to bury our talent, like one of the servants did, right? Like the third servant buried his talent. And I thought, oh, that he got a reprimand for doing that, right? And, and there was a lot of displeasure and there were consequences versus investing and there was a lot of joy. But if I'm honest, I do a lot of burying of my talent because I'm scared or whatever. And we'll talk about that more later, but um, really wanted to unleash people to, um, to be free to invest their talents and, and not bury. And I wondered, why do we bury? Why do we invest? And what is the transformation of our souls that God wants to do um, as we say yes to him? Um, because I know that that transformation, um, some of these scary yeses that I've stepped into or the things that I've been hesitant about have been so transformative in the ways that God has worked in my life. I think that has been the greater fruit, honestly, than the leadership that I provided or the things that I did for the kingdom. It was really that growth um, that happened with Jesus and I um, as a result. So. Um, I thought, man, I don't want anyone else to miss out on this transformational journey that God has for them and that the world needs their gifts too. So to me, it was like a win-win. And how do we encourage and empower people in this season um, to, to get both of those things? I love how in your book, you really show this natural progression in your life. Again, of these, you know, having these dreams that you sometimes had to lay down uh, long-term or, you know, for a shorter season, you know, your fear of failure. I mean, there's, you, you talk so honestly, and I think these are topics that a lot of times women don't want to talk about or, you know, or we talk about them, but there's no clear answer of how to, how to move forward. I just, I feel like this idea that, you know, you know, with that parable of the talents, we have one life to live and Christ calls us to do really big things. And it's going to look different for each woman that's listening. But I, I think it's such a beautiful thing that we're all, if we believe in Christ or, you know, have the filling of the Holy Spirit that we can um, grow and transform from the inside out. And again, your book really shows your own personal development, how you did it, um, having mentors and different people to walk alongside. And that's really what I hope for women that are listening to this today. I really appreciate that you've done that in your book. Um, I do, I know for many of the women I've talked with, some that are, are part of, you know, listening to this podcast, and they have a lot of calls or like dreams in their lives, um, but sometimes they kind of hesitate to respond to opportunities to say yes because of um, our internal resistance. Um, and so you kind of talk in the book about um, feelings of inadequacy, being too busy, um, fear of failure. I know those are all my big things. And so would you kind of elaborate on what that really looks like as far as maybe some ways to overcome those obstacles? Oh, yeah. Well, goodness, I could talk all afternoon on all of those things, but I will not. I will not. Um, yeah, a quick overview on that is I, I really do think that there's resistance that we can encounter when we want to be open to saying yes to God, right? And it's in big things, it's in small things, but anytime that you want to be open to the Holy Spirit and um, and God's movement in your life, I, I think there's opposition that can come because the, the enemy um, is not happy about that, right? Because you'll be blessed. Other people will be blessed. There'll be a lot of blessing that happens. And, um, and that's for our 
best and highest good. It's it's for others. And so it's no wonder that things can get kicked up in us. And um, and there's a lot of internal resistance. And I think that's a big part of discerning the yeses is being honest with the resistance that's coming up. Because if we don't know what those barriers are that are holding us back from um, saying yes to to invitations that God could give us, then if we keep saying no to things for unhealthy reasons, then um, gosh, then we're we're being held back. The kingdom is being held back. Other people are missing out on on the good things that we could really offer and that God wants to offer through us, right? So, um, so identifying those things are is super important and. Um, that question of why do we bury our talent um, is so it's so important because often I think there's a yes buried in the no. There's there's something underneath of there that wants to get unlocked, and um, it's worth taking the time to do a little reflection and to think about what are those internal resistance areas. Um, what's the heart motivation? That can be a great question to start out with. Of What's motivating me to say yes or motivating me to say no? And there can be healthy and unhealthy reasons to say yes or no to opportunities, right? And um, when I think about resistance in this uh, particular instance of the things that you talked about, fear of failure, um, feeling inadequate, maybe nobody looks like me that's done this role, so I'm not sure that I could do it, or... Um, it's not the right stage of life. I, I, I'm too busy. There's too much going on. There could be some unhealthy things that are going on in us as a reason to buy into that resistance. There could be healthy things, and you could be legitimately too busy. You could be legitimately, this is not the right season, but have we done honest discernment with, with the Lord to ask him? What is going on in me? You know, I, I'm reminded of Psalm 139, where David says, search me and know me. Like, you know my innermost parts. You know who I am. You've created me. Show me my desire. Show me if this is unhealthy or healthy, Lord. And if it's an unhealthy resistance, like for me, um, fear of failure was something that I, I, I can still get tripped up on. And it's because I'm scared. If I'm really honest, I can be scared of looking like a fool, right? Like I could be scared of embarrassment. I can be scared of looking um, incompetent. And um, I'm an Enneagram three, right? On the Enneagram. Oh, all right, fellow three. (laughs) And so, you know, knowing that gives me a check engine light and it says, Ooh, I might want to lift the hood of my soul and just take a peek and see if there's something here that God wants to break me free from. Um, is there, is there a, a yes that might be buried in here, but even more important, is there another layer of healing that needs to happen in this fear based thinking that I have? And is this an invitation because this has come up and I'm starting to sense some sideways feelings here, then, Okay those emotions I need to pay attention to and um, and to do some honest reflection and to say, is this a barrier that God is helping to come up 
so that I can then with his help move forward. And um, a yes set in freedom um, and it is so much better than a yes set in fear, you know? And so if he wants me to say yes to something, I'd love to say yes to it in freedom in Christ instead of fear of failure and bondage. Like that is, that is not how he wants me to live. And, and quite honestly, that discernment process could unlock that if I'm willing to be open to that. So, um, so that's why I think it's so important for us to, to think about what are those resistance areas that are happening so that we could step in and we could also have more freedom in our guests. I really love, again, what you just shared. I mean, there's so, so much gold with this idea that we, um, you know, obviously we've been created by God with a purpose. And sometimes there's this, this feeling of, you know, if I say yes to one thing, but it's not the right thing, um, maybe it's the wrong time. And we almost kind of pull back in, in this feeling of, yeah, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I, um, I, maybe I would fail if I tried something like this. And what would people think of me if I failed? And, you know, you kind of touched on this idea of just asking God for, you know, sitting, really sitting with him and asking, you know, what is it that you're trying to either teach me in this season? And what is it that you want from me in this season? Um, I was reading actually in James this morning where it talks about if you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you. And don't ask half-heartedly. And I think it takes time. Um, And I think if we are so quick to say yes or quick to say no, we don't allow God to... um, one, teach us something in between, but we also don't seek his wisdom and his plan. Um, I'm like you mentioned, I'm a three as well. And I have my whole life, I've had this like 10 to 20 year plan. Um, and it's unfortunate because then I can get wrapped up in the plan rather than saying, God, this is what I feel you've called me to, but I want to follow you in that. Um, I just think it's so beautiful. Just again, the way you've used your story in the book to really show what it's looked like to say no for seasons or to take maybe make small yeses and kind of ease your way into things you're afraid to do and i mean that's been my whole uh thing with starting this podcast and you know the things god's called me to in the last couple years is just man living in the middle of that fear and still saying god i know you're calling me to do this i'm gonna step out in faith and try and even if i fail it seems like failure that's okay um i would i would love to i know you've shared about um some of your own resistance and you've, you've shared briefly just now about um, having a spiritual mentor and kind of understanding yourself better through the Enneagram and you've kind of mentioned therapy in the book. You know, what are some ways that you've kind of addressed that in your life? Yes. And I, I resonate with so much of what you just said, Melissa, I, I, that whole being open to try and, um, and I think part of what makes us brave is uh, the Holy spirit for sure. Um, having the presence of Christ, but man, the presence of others helps us be brave too. And, um, and this community of yes, I think is something that God really um, put on my heart as I was writing this book, that we need other people to be cheering sections for us. And we need to be cheering sections for other people. Um, I, for InterVarsity, I led this uh, national women's leadership development program for about 18 months. One of the highlights of my time with university and one of the sweetest things was sometimes as women, we can compare ourselves and uh, there's envy and jealousy that can happen of um, 
you know, especially if you get a group of women together and, uh, and they're very gifted and talented, sometimes that can be a trigger point if, if you allow it to be. And so when I got this group together, we, the, one of the very first things we all decided was we are going to admit that that could be a temptation, but we are going to become a group that empowers and encourages each other in our yeses and, um, and seeks out to be specific in calling out gold in one another, right? And um, to say, I see this in you and I think you could do this awesomely. Like, or, oh, have you ever thought about this as part of your 10-year plan? Or, you know, I mean, it, I, I think about the people that have spoken into my life that God has used and um, it has been invaluable. And, um, and so, yes, mentors, spiritual directors, um, therapists to, to help us become healthy and understand our stories. I, I think um, we have one vantage point that we see ourselves from and, and being vulnerable and open to other people speaking into our lives. Um, it takes a little bit of grit and maturity for that to happen, right? But Oh man, it is so good to have iron sharpen iron in that. And um, it's been one of the fastest ways and deepest ways that I've grown is to be able to surround myself with myself with people like that, um, as well as creating space then to debrief with the Lord. Okay, I'm not just going to take what they say at face value. I also want to bring that to Jesus. And oftentimes I have to spend some time in prayer and listen to him like, okay, what do you think about this? And is what, what are the lessons you want me to take away and what's resonating and what am I resisting? And what's that about? You know, so there's a lot of stuff that the Lord wants to do in prayer and through scripture being rooted in his truth. Um, as, as we're discerning, those things are all so, so important. Um, as well as just understanding ourselves better. Um, I think there's a correlation between spiritual formation and emotional intelligence a lot of times, right? Um, I, God created us. So the more that we understand ourselves, we're understanding him and his creation, you know, and, uh, and we're getting truth about who we are in him as we get to know ourselves. So spending time and getting to know ourselves is a, is a good thing too. This this whole verse that we've been really talking about with this series, this Hebrews 12, it's that talking about running in this race. And you kind of touched on this idea of um, we're not running to come, you know, compete with the women beside us, but we are supposed to be cheering each other on and moving forward together. And I think, you know, we we are created to live in community, not in isolation. And I think God does speak through the people around us. Um, again, if we surround ourselves with people that are also looking at him. Um, and moving in the same direction that we are, I just I think it's so beautiful. Again, when when you see a group of women that is doing that, that is moving forward together, um, and you know if we see someone that falls or or is you know tr you know stumbling over something, to be able to help pick her up and and you know help one another along the way, it's you know it's not this race um, that we're supposed to beat the woman beside us, but I think we're supposed to move forward um, and you know do it together. Um, I just, I think, again, you've talked about so, so much um, awesome stuff in there. Um, I know, like, the, again, the Enneagram has been helpful for me and, like, my own personal understanding. Um, in the rest of this part of the series, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts and different things that God has called us to, whether it's, you know, pastor or teacher or, um, you know, prophecy or, um, 
uh, gosh, oh no, healing. I mean, there's so, so many things. Um, and then the, the final one being love, um, that is the greatest of all in um, 1 Corinthians 13, where you know we're really called to, to love others well. And so I know with, with that, being able to understand how God has wired us, how he's created us so that we can understand what he's leading us to and that yes that he has set before us, um, I really do enjoy, um, there was a quote that you said in the book that I, I'm just going to read it because I, I want to get it for sure. Um, but you share in the book that um, God often places desires in our hearts to serve as signposts, guiding us to the yes that he wants us to receive. Um, and kind of with that, you know, what does it look like on a, you know, a practical level to seek out God's guidance, um, not just to um, find our yes, but also to kind of develop ourselves internally and grow in our relationship with God. Oh, great. Wow. Thanks. Um, that quote was really given to me through, uh, Christine, uh, in chapter four, when I was interviewing her about her story, uh, to yes, which was awesome. And she gave, I think we were talking about this and either I said it or she said it, but we both kind of came to it together and thought, Oh, that is good. <laughs> like the Lord spoke to both of us. Um, the reason why is I think one thing that we can dismiss um, as Christians, depending on your theology and your church background or, or what even some of the things you believe about the Lord is uh, what he thinks about your happiness or what he thinks about bringing you joy um, or even about desires in your heart. And, um, and sometimes we can think the most rugged road is the best road, you know, or the, you know, it takes sacrifice, which is true. You know, I mean, there, it is hard to follow Jesus there. It is. And he is very clear that there is suffering that happens, um, as a result of, of being one of his disciples. I mean, that it, it is, it is a given we're going to experience that. And, um, but there is also joy, and I, I think that he loves to bring us joy, and I think he loves to bring um, some of the good desires that he has put on our hearts that are from him. He loves to bring those out, and especially as we are partnering alongside of him and alongside of others, there is great joy that can be unleashed. Um, but often, as we're discerning a yes or a no, if it looks too easy or um, perhaps it would just make us too happy. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but honestly, I have, I have been faced, I talk about this in the book too, but I've, I've been faced with some decisions where I'm like, well, I should obviously take the path that is harder and more challenging and has more sacrifice because that's what Jesus would want for me. When in actuality, sometimes that, that could be true, depending on what he wants from me. But there have been some times where he has invited me into more ease and more happiness, actually, because there's maybe there's other things going on in your life and you don't need that right now. <laughs> or, you know, I was when I was discerning if I was going to move across the country um, or, or stay local in the Midwest for a job opportunity, um, I automatically thought, moving across the country would be the best because that is going to be a challenge and I'm needed. And that um, is, seems like a no brainer. I was going to use my gifts and 
so what if I had no friends or family? So what if I was single and all of my family um, was here in the Midwest and all my friends who were like family were here in the Midwest? I don't think God really cares about that. I think he more cares about what I can accomplish for him, right? And that it's going to be difficult and I'll depend on him by, by moving. And man, when I say it out loud like that, it sounds so ridiculous. But as I untangled that in my heart, I realized, oh, I have a belief that, um, that God wouldn't honor my value for people and this deep value for relationships that makes me so happy, you know, and obviously he, he values those things too. And so as I was praying, I just thought, oh, I'm in my early thirties and relationships are a high value to me. I need to make a decision that is going to give me some joy and um, expand that value in this season. And so um, so that was just helpful for me to recognize. I did a spiritual practice called the examine um, that gives us some space at the end of the day to think about um, how I uh, am seeing God work in my life and feel close to him. And where do I feel dissonance and, um, and, and feel apart from him? And when I see a pattern of things that are making me feel close to him, um, particularly that was helpful in making a decision like this and not to disregard it. Um, I, uh, I think that, yeah, there could be a lot more to be said about that, but that that's what drove the signpost, um, quote and paying attention to our heart's passions and, and desires. And I, I think that, um, again, God and the community around us can help us um, discern some of that too. I just, I love that you kind of talked on this idea of if you experience joy, you know, I think the Holy Spirit does speak to us through his fruit too. If we're in a situation and you're like, this is causing me major stress, I'm just not enjoying it. It doesn't mean that you just need to push through it. Maybe that's a job that's meant for somebody else that is geared toward that. Um, like if, you know, for me, being, I, I have a two-year-old, uh, sorry, a four-year-old and a six-year-old, and being in a class of like babies is just like not my thing. Like that just stresses me out. But like middle school, high school, and like older, I'm like that's my jam. And I think it's it kind of takes these situations for us again, starting small, putting ourselves in these situations that feel new and a little scary. Like you know, trying out being a leader in an elementary school class. See what you think. If you're like I just don't like this at all try a different age group, you know, maybe try leading a small group, um, but stepping out of those small yeses and then being able to take inventory of, man, I just felt so much love, joy, peace, and patience with these people that are, again, not perfect people, but I just felt at ease and like just experienced the fruit um, in this moment. And again, it doesn't mean it's just going to be easy, but if you're like, I just feel, I feel joy doing this. Um, and I, I think every person has a specific, you know, distinct calling. If, you know, if you're not called to be a speaker, don't try and be a speaker. If you're, you know, but if you are and you, you feel like you enjoy those things, taking time to hone in those gifts. Um, but I, I love that it's like this, we need to be sensitive to God speaking through just even our, our bodily sensations, the way we feel about our experiences each day, again, does kind of lend us to, you know, seeing a little bit of a signpost, but I just love it. Again, I really enjoyed reading your book. And again, I feel like you you so well 
lead women through this process of you know acknowledging what it looks like to dream what it looks like to say yes what it looks like sometimes to say no or, or maybe later um, and, and being able to trust God in the process and again with this idea that we really um, we are first and foremost loved by God we don't have to earn it and you know he loves us and our spiritual development comes first before we're able to to do things for him um, with that, you know, if, if you wouldn't mind kind of with wrapping up, share maybe some last thoughts that you would have for our listeners. I, you know, it probably should be said that if you say yes, if you discern, okay, I am going to say yes to this big or small opportunity invitation that God gives us. Um, it's, it's not always going to be easy, right? I mean, I might be contradicting myself a little bit here of, you know, saying the easy path, but but truly, uh, the the first part of the book is about getting to yes, and the the second part of the book is staying with your yes, and and that was pretty intentional because of all the interviews that I did with people of um, talking about their stories of of finding a yes, and as I thought about my own yeses over the years, inevitably there was a, a moment or moments or years where it went sideways, you know, or it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was, or, um, or maybe it just was an utter failure. <laughs> like Everything fell apart. You know, it, that doesn't mean that you heard incorrectly. It doesn't mean that the yes was supposed to be a no. It, it can really make you doubt God. It can make you doubt yourself. It can be a faith altering experience, depending on how sideways the thing goes. Right. And, um, and I think what we need to, to keep in mind is that there can be an invitation in the midst of the thing going south as well, that that could very well be another invitation to go deeper with the Lord, to experience resiliency, that we could only develop um, that spiritual muscle through this particular failure, or um, or maybe we need to, to really depend on him in a new way. And so he's using this to, to help us cultivate some of those gems in our hearts. Um, or, or perhaps it's a, a doorway to another yes. You know, I mean, that's the thing is that this whole finding your yes, once you find it, it's not like you found the hidden treasure and check, I'm done. You know, it's, it's just a doorway to, to more adventures. And there's, there's probably, an, there could be another yes on the other side of that failed yes, that, that is a new yes, that is recalibrated even, and, um, and maybe even better than what you originally thought you were signing up for. So all of that to say is that there, there, there could be pain involved. In fact, there probably will be, and there will probably be some messiness involved on some level. And um, I guess I would encourage people and just preach it to myself <laughs> to stick with it if the Lord is asking you to stay in it, right? And if it seems good to continue on, then then don't be shy about that and and persevere with him and see, you know, I mean, it takes counsel and, and discernment again, but um, sometimes we're too quick to cast judgment on ourselves and on God when things don't work out the way that we think they should. I love it. I, I again, I was kind of reading in James this morning, there's this verse where it talks about being mature and complete, 
lacking nothing. And that doesn't just happen. It, it comes through trials and, and God helping walk us through the difficult moments. And a lot of times that looks like perceived failure. Um, I mean, I could say it, you know, a thousand times in my life that I was like, man, God, I totally blew it. But that was actually the plan God had for me. And, you know, my trail was like way over here, but he was like, this is the way I want you to go. And I think that there's so much um, in this idea of even if something feels like failure, asking God, you know, but what is it that you have planned? Okay, this was maybe my plan, but what is it that you have next? Maybe taking a season to rest and take a little decompression to, to work on maturing um, and seeking out the spirit to grow more of the fruit in us, but then being able to ask God, okay, what's the next yes that you have? And again, I, I, I love, you really lay that out so well in the book. Um, with that, um, going forward, obviously I'm going to be giving away a copy, um, of your book, finding your yes. Um, but I also would love to know how can listeners continue to follow you like website, social media, and how can they buy your book? Great. Well, thank you for doing that. That's, that's fun. Uh, the easiest way is to go to my website. It's christinewagner.com and, uh, people can find my Instagram and Facebook handles there. Uh, really easy. And uh, you can get a copy of my book anywhere that, that books are sold, really. InterVarsity Press is my publisher, and Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. It is an audiobook, so you can go to Audible um, or ChristianAudio.com, anywhere else that does audiobooks, and you should be able to get a copy that way, too. And Christine, thank you so much for your time. And um, for those that are listening, thank you so much for uh, taking the time just to listen into our chat today. I will be praying for you that God would continue to reveal his plans for you and help you to find the boldness to find your yes. Thanks for joining us. I'll see you all next week.